Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now age of radio all the cats are joining us. You know what that means. It's podcast time! Ba, 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 ba. No more imaginative, no more adventurous story ever flowed from the pen of the immortal Kipling than The Jungle Book. Story of the wild, impenetrable jungles. Even today, the wise men of India tell the story of Mowgli, reared by wolves, born of man. stolen that day we built the wall. Even before the temple, we have called the curse of the beast. We have opened our doors to the devil. Months passed, and Mowgli the wolf boy, boy of the jungles, began to learn the ways of man. Mother! Mother! Mowgli, will you let me hear you talk to the wolves? Tonight, when the moon rises. Who is man that I should care for his ways? I am Mowgli of the jungle, back in the night. Now that I have my tooth, who shall stay me when I strike? Mowgli! Mowgli, come back! I'm afraid! See the fabulous lost city of the Indian jungle. The forbidden pit of golden treasure. The wolf boys fight against the jungle killers. The curse of the ruby scepter. And the mighty spectacle of an entire jungle aflame. I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is Everything I Learned from Movies. And tonight! Oh, tonight. Oh, we are kicking off Magley! Woo! Eh? With 1942's The Jungle Book. 
You know, Steve, I really felt Jesus month. I was over the flogging. Oh, but yeah? turns out I need a little bit more flogging and we'll get to it. You're in luck. <laughs> oh, boy. Jesus Christ. Oh. <laughs> babe, before we uh, get into the episode, I don't know about you, but whew, I'm a little thirsty. It's actually warm today. Right? So, yeah, let's get drunk. Well, let's see. Ooh, here's a newfangled little classic. Uh, babe, do you like Anchor Brewing? Holy shit, babe. I feel like we haven't done an Anchor Beer on this podcast in like three years. It's been a while. It's uh, been a while. The, the, the real San Francisco treat. Take that, Ray Cerrone. Oh, guys, I won't lie. I love, well, I haven't had it in a long ass time. I used to love everything from Anchor. Yeah. I mean, they, they make some great staple beers and unfortunately they don't make Anchorbach anymore, but. Oh, so sad. Oh, now uh, proper, now owned by Sapporo Brewing. Yes, that's Sapporo. Yeah. Uh, we have Anchor Brewing Steam Beer. Woo! Woo! And uh, the bottle's a little newfangled. Uh, we just saw this at the uh, Asian market. It's like purple and yellow Mardi Gras colors Guys, now. The, I'm actually super excited that Sapporo bought Anchor. Not because I love seeing another like microbrewery get bought up by a, a larger company, but distribution-wise, they're not stuck with the Anheuser-Busch distributors, which yeah. most microbreweries and nanobreweries are, because they have the largest one. And then guess what? They get suppressed, because why Why would it, uh, Anheuser-Busch, why would InBev want competition? Right. Sapporo, on the other hand, is like, oh yeah, we make beers that are sold worldwide, and a bunch that you didn't even know we owned, so yeah. we can get those at the Asian market! Yeah, so, uh, yeah, Anchor Brewing, it says here since 1896, uh, I think yeah. really, though, it's like 1976 when they reopened as a brewery, like, a, there no, was no, a no, it was going, middle. but then in the 70s, uh, Maytag, yes, of the washer dryers, the actual, was it Maytag fr- Jr. or Fritz something? Fritz Maytag, yeah, Fritz yeah. Maytag, but it was like Fritz Maytag Jr., I think? Sure, I, I don't, don't know. know, something, uh, bought it, and, like, they were just, they were just making enough beer to, like, stay alive, and then he sort of re- reimagined the brand oh they make some good stuff but steam beer and uh my top oh his top that's right i'm trying to quiet this bottle opener oh just play it for the people ooh the chaka ooh the chaka ooh the chaka Right. And Cameron came to check it out. She loves that because she loves that you get excited about it. <laughs> I don't get excited. I just use that one because it takes off the the caps best so that we can put them up on our wall. <laughs> and and now I have two cats on my lap right next to the bottle opener. Because... Which is everything that Steve wanted oh, out of life. It's definitely not my nightmare, that's for sure. <laughs> Your nightmare is three cats and the yeah, other one true. is busy. The other one's too busy doing nothing. She's too um, bu- She's making stink face upstairs because I put the diffuser on. <laughs> oh, there you go. Well, and uh, the poor. Ooh, we have a beautiful light brown ale with a off-white foamy head. Ooh. Lots mm. of tiny bubbles making me happy. Ooh, that's good head. Yeah. Yeah, uh, for those of you who know, the uh, steam be- the California steam beer or whatever is mm-hmm. uh, basically just a nice little pale ale, uh, but it's like open sure it's fermented. Like pale ale, it's just, it's almost sort of like an, like between an amber and a brown yeah yeah well yeah it's definitely got some good qualities with that but yeah it's just like open fermented and Mm. so what he means by that is uh usually when you ferment beer so you let the yeast go there in there get in there and turn all the sugar into 
into alcohol and make all the bubbles with their burps and farts. Um, you usually do it in a closed container, like a big cylindrical, basically a giant metal barrel. Uh, steam beer, the reason why they got the name steam was they would actually cool it on the rooftops in big shallow pools um, and collect the wild yeast, which ended up being uh, sort of a San Francisco alt yeast. So it has a very distinct flavor from the yeasts and the, the, way, it's, the way it's handled. Yeah, just nice, uh, light biscuity kind mm-hmm. of flavor, uh, mild hop characteristic, a little earthy. It's but... almost like a Hefeweizen, yeah. but like a little hoppier and not quite as uh, not quite as much clove and not quite as like sweaty. I don't know another way to describe that taste of a Hefeweizen, yeah. but yeah, guys, this is a great all-day drinking beer. Yeah, if you can find it in its new uh, purple and yellow. <laughs> That's uh, navy and yellow. Uh, here, have a closer look. You tell me if it's purple. Yeah, that's navy. As the one with a degree in color theory, I'm gonna stand by it's navy. You know what? We'll we'll, <laughs> well that's it. We'll put it on Facebook. <laughs> but cameras adjust the color. Yeah. Yeah, it's not gonna matter. Anyway, Anchor Brewing, check it out. Anchor Steam. No, babe, it's uh, white and brown. <laughs> mm, stop it. It's blue and gold, and you know it. Ah, uh, 1942's The Jungle Book. 1942? 42. Yeah, this is probably the oldest one we've done, right? Like, we haven't done, like, Thin Man or Wizard of Oz or... We did uh, The Ghost of Mrs. Mirror. Oh, that's, like, 1952. Oh. Yeah, yeah, that was, like, early mid-50s, I think. Uh, but, yeah, from director Zoltan Korda. Who's he, Steve? Oh, he's a badass Aside from having name. the greatest name in cinema? Yeah. Oh, by the way, this apparently this movie is like brought to you by the Corda family, because like the producers were like Andrew and James Corda, <laughs> then directed by Zoltan. Yeah! By the way, going to be the name of our first son. Right. <laughs> uh, but he's a Hungarian-born director. Uh, did uh, 1933's For Love or Money, uh, Forever Yours, Elephant Boy, more on that later, the Drum, Revolt in the Desert, The Four Feathers, this, 1943 Sahara, the one with Humphrey Bogart, Ooh. not the uh, Matthew McConaughey one they did in like 06, uh, A Woman's Vengeance, and 1955's Storm Over the Nile. Uh, of course, the story is inspired by Rudyard Kipling's The Jungle Book, as we all know and probably yeah, have read. I enjoy Rudyard Kip- Kipling. I, yeah. I know some of the stuff hasn't aged great, but the stories are very sweet. Well, our podcast may not age well in 140 right? years or whatever. Right? Things change. Yeah. Uh, but it was adapted for the screen by Lawrence Stallings. Who's he, Steve? Uh, well, he has 43 credits, including She Wore a Yellow Ribbon, this... And Northwest Passage. All uh, right. A lot of other, like, TV stuff and, yeah, stuff I was not familiar with. Oh, but the star of this film. Yeah. Sabu. Yes. Former WCW wrestler Sabu. No. Wait, um, what? Who's he, Steve? Well, he uh, started in Elephant Boy, Zoltan Korda's oh. first movie. Uh, I, I think he was, like, eight or something in that one. All right. Uh, and it was also in The Drum. Uh, but then he starred as Thief of Baghdad, Arabian Nights, White Savage, Cobra Woman, Black Narcissist, Maneater of Komon, Savage Drums, Hello Elephant, Jungle Hell, Sabu in the Jungle Ring, Mistress of the World, uh, Tiger Walks, and 1963's Rampage, which I assume Rampage! also has a giant uh, wolf creature and an ape creature and a lizard creature. Yeah, no. giant creature is just heading for Chicago 
<laughs> yeah, that's right. They're all indiscreet. You know what? Save it for another month, Dave. <laughs> do we have to do another giant ape month? Oh, uh, maybe. Uh, trust me, the ape. April and Monk May may be coming back <gasps> next year. We'll see. But unfortunately, uh, Sabu died of a heart attack at the age of 39. Oh my god. Yeah. That's crazy. He, like, the one of the things I was going to mention in this is he's insanely athletic. Absolutely. Yeah, and he's, uh, I think he's like 18 or 19 when this was made. Like, uh, okay. you know, it was 20 years later when he died. But yeah, apparently, you know. Let, let, let's face it, um, <laughs> the 1940s, 50s, and 60s, not the best time frame for Hollywood stars to live long, happy, healthy lives. Not, especially, not the healthiest era. Especially being born outside of the United States. I don't know. But, yeah, uh, do we know Sabu's nationality? Uh, he is Indian from a little ah. town of Mysore, India. Ah. From 1924, uh, died 1963. Uh, yeah, Heart Attack and Chatsworth. Yeah, apparently, uh, according to his widow, actress uh, Marilyn Cooper, uh, he had a complete physical just a few days before his death, and his doctor told him, if all my patients were as healthy as you, healthy as you I'd be out of business. So, like a Bruce Lee kind of thing. Whew. Which, I mean, he was assassinated. Well, here's the thing. I don't know if they were as easily, easy, they could as easily detect things like, aneurysms and whatnot back then so it oh, could yeah. be something like that and they're like well it must be a heart attack true true also oh fun fact uh january f uh, he became an american citizen uh, two years after this movie and oh. then he went to serve in the air force as a tail gunner during world war ii well, oh so he was a heavy smoker yeah right yeah. Uh, in the late 1940s and 50s he was among the richest stars in hollywood dang wow yeah in around the time he was held in the same esteem as uh good old jimmy stewart and uh ronald reagan as far as oh, like wow. acting chops yeah wow yeah i mean i never would have guessed that based by you know going through his list of movies that were like you know savage boy and <laughs> jungle hell and stuff like that <laughs> but you know hey if they got some decent budgets behind them they can get paid and if you don't have a ton of costs yeah, true, true. I mean, if he's living out in Chatsworth, especially at that time, there's not oh, a heck of yeah. a lot out there. Yeah, it must be they, out of, like on his ranch or I was saying, some Yeah, probably just had a little, some little ranch away from everybody. With his elephants and tigers and shit. Yeah. yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, so uh, other people in this movie, I mean, you're going to sense a theme, especially when we start talking about it. Joseph Kalia as Buldio. Rosemary DeCamp as Masua. John Quaylen as the barber. The list goes on and These on. These are it's... very Indian names. <laughs> Chester Whittenworth as Sabanka. <laughs> no, I don't know. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's the 1940s, guys. Uh, so, But if you do want to watch this movie, uh, I know it's on HBO Max. That's how we watched it. But I think it's on a couple streaming services yeah. out there if you want to check it out. And, spoiler alert, I'd kind of recommend it. Oh, I, mean, yeah. I mean, most of you are probably like, oh, yeah, 1942's Jungle Book. That's the animated one by Disney and all that. No, that was like 25 years later. So keep that in mind, too. <laughs> but uh, we start out, babe. We start out. We start out. Guess what? <gasps> another month, another Criterion movie. Woo! <laughs> I had no expectation. Babe, babe, what were you expecting going into this? Like 1942 oh, Jungle Book? I was expecting um, a lot of problems. <laughs> I was expecting a lot of problems. And that's not to say this movie doesn't have problems, oh, well, yeah, but yeah, yeah. 
it was less problematic than I was anticipating. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and I'm not gonna lie, I was kind of surprised it was in color. I mean, it's definitely yeah, the Technicolor like, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it definitely feels like it's been like recolored, but um, it has a. I know most of you out there, most of you, some of you have, but most of you haven't seen a uh, Song of the South, but you've probably seen the sing-along clip of Zippity Doodah. It has that sort of oversaturated like feel to it. Yeah, yeah, it, like you know, everything. So yeah, Technicolor and all that's like Wizard of Oz and stuff. There were a lot yeah. of other movies that had it done, not merely as uh, aging, <laughs> aging as well. But yeah, this one's not too bad. Just kind of like a like an 80s bollywood movie or something yeah. like it's, it's yeah, every, very... everything's very oversaturated and really intense like there'll be yeah. little tiny red flowers in the background and you see them <laughs> yeah totally, totally especially uh, coming off of we've been seeing in our non-podcast watching a lot of movies that have like the blue and gray filters over them yeah. for for that moody effect it was it's it was refreshing to have something be bright and colorful and it feels warm, which works for India, because... But, babe, how will they ever be able to portray, like, the sense of despair and treachery and betrayal if they can't just use that blue filter? Acting! <laughs> Suck it, Snyder. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> all right, so we start off, uh, you know, as you might expect in a movie of this time, with uh, the credits being told through pages in a book. That's right. Yeah. We start off with opening a book. The quest should have done it this way. <laughs> Especially when we get to later when uh, we're in the, you know, India. Like, let's say, I don't know. I think it's supposed to be 1940s India or 1880s. I don't know. It's the typical white colonizers with in her petticoat dress and uh, <laughs> India she's, as is. She's uh, on vacation, Steve. She's, yeah. she's the first iteration of Love, Laugh, Love. She just got out of a bad relationship and she's going to India to find herself through the food. To, to get her groove back through curry? All right. I yeah. You. Steve, where do you think I get my, cur- my, my, my curry from? Where do you think I get my groove from? Definitely from the curry. All right. Well, she's uh, she's being led around through the town, and uh, we see an old man telling stories in the middle of the village. And, ladies and gentlemen, this is the first incident. Well, okay, blackface is used in this movie. I mean, brownface, but yeah, it's blackface. Um, but there's an old man telling stories about... Uh, you know, elephants in the war with with blood on their tusks and stuff like that. And of course, you know, the whole village, like especially the kids, are like huddled around, like, oh, yeah, it's the book of the jungle. Yeah. Then, uh, but then, yeah, the of course, uh, I don't know, petticoat. She comes up and is like taking pictures and like, oh, what are you doing? What are you gonna do with my image? And she's like, well, I think I'm just gonna keep it. Huh? It's a memory of India. Well, if you want a memory of India, you'd have to take a picture of the whole jungle and everything in it. Because it is a book of the jungle. And let me tell you one of the stories from that book. And then we start the Asian music. <laughs> oh, it was like Chinese, like, da 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 Which is like, all right, 1943, I guess. Yeah. Most, most viewers have no idea. Yep, so then we get a montage of him talking about all of the animals of the jungle. And we see like deer and wolves and leopards. And uh, he talks about the law of the claw. How they don't, they kill just to eat, not just because they want to kill. It is the law of the jungle. 
and uh then they that random ass bear is popping up and it's like oh it hits baloo oh, oh the animals are so great because everything except the alligator are real animals and most the snakes. of and the snakes all, right, all the reptiles are yeah, fake. Yeah, the re- reptiles yeah. all the mammals are real yeah and, until one scene which actually made it better but we'll get <laughs> yeah, to it yeah, we'll get to but that. all the mammals are real and they're all just like teenagers like it's just like a cute teenage bear and he's just like rawr, rawr. Yeah. yeah it's definitely like the uh, the petting zoo animals that they brought in for the day or so and uh you know the jungle the jungle's really like a soundstage right like just dressed up oh like absolutely the yeah. absolutely but you know what it works for this oh, like oh, it totally. just, it's so this whole thing has just such an old school disney vibe to it like yeah. it feels like disneyland to me this is what feels like disneyland to me yeah pretty much like yeah if you're going down this like, was probably made oh shit yeah it's like going down the little jungle cruise or the yeah. tarzan ride or whatever it's called now yeah it used to be uh the swiss family robinson and they shot yeah. a bunch of movies in there so this oh, might yeah, yeah, have yeah. been even shot in there you i don't know yeah true yeah god that was like early 60s i think yeah. but yeah yeah yeah, it's pretty sweet. And uh, yeah, we see like the realest crocodiles ever just kind of going through the water. But It's not the worst puppet I've oh, ever no. seen. No, no, it's no. way better than a bunch of the CGI crocs we've seen in I, movies. The, 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 the only thing that really gave it away immediately was how quickly it was going through the water. And it wasn't like, you know, you see like the tail wagon or, you know, going side to side propelling it. And it was just like on a track going through it. And it's like, oh, OK, that's fake. Yeah, I see now. Uh, but then we're also introduced to Shere Khan, the tiger, Rawr! and jackals and hyenas and all the other meat eaters of the jungle. Yeah. And uh, then we get some monkeys <laughs> who are the outcasts of the jungle and live in their own uh, abandoned ruins of the villages nearby. They're the Maharaj of the fallen Maharaj's kingdom. That's it. Yeah. They've been outcast by the other animals because of their trickery. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then... There's a new animal coming into the jungle. Man. <laughs> it's a little sad baby. Yeah. Oh, God. Baby. And yeah, the baby's just like walking through like what appears to be apparently a village planning meeting where they're like, hey, 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 you can't just put up your houses anywhere. We got to plan this stuff out. We got to plan roads and, you know, where the farmland's going to be. And he just walks right out the gate and into the forest. Yeah. Little baby goes missing and, uh, and they're like, oh, go, let's, uh, yeah, yeah, it's cool. I'll go, uh, check it out, see what's going on. Holy fuck! And Shere Khan, you know, or basically a stuffed tiger is thrown at a guy and he catches it. Ah! And so the, uh, I guess the father of the baby is like, baby's like instantly killed. And then it's other people are interested in looking for this baby now because, right? oh shit. <laughs> now when Steve says a stuffed tiger, he doesn't mean like a plush tiger. Oh no. Like something he went to zoo. This like, is like bad taxidermy. Yeah. yeah. But it's great. <laughs> yeah. Like it has the little uh, screws where you like put the feet into the ground or whatever. <laughs> like it's, it's pretty sweet. Yeah. So the baby's missing and uh, you know, they're going through the jungle going, Natu! Natu! Baby's just padding along. Where? Where? Yep. And all but, the jungle creatures keep staring at him. That might be a delicious treat. Yep. And then, oh my god, and then the wolf pups 
Oh my god, he these cute little so bastards. He wanders into the wolf den yeah. while the parents are out hunting. And oh like, no, the parents were there too. Oh, that's right. They were they, they, like were in just, the background, just kind of watching, yeah. and there's like five puppies, like, you know, playing with the baby, like, you know, Obviously, maybe like being like, treats or whatever. Great, great Pyrenees puppies, just like yeah. rubbed with soot. But oh my god, they're so cute. And then, yeah, the baby, at first I thought he was like trying to shove rocks in their mouths, and then I realized, oh no, they put a pile of treats there, and those puppies know to take them from that baby. Yeah. Like, this is a, it's a really cute scene, and I don't even. Even like kids guys <laughs> yeah and then we get the exposition uh, you know from the narrator the guy telling the story where it's like and they named him mowgli which means little frog and then the smash cut to 12 years later <gasps> yeah so i guess uh, 13 14 years old i guess uh, mowgli's supposed to be all right Would you i say mean that? he looks 19 but yeah yeah, yeah. well that's just it yeah he like looks like 13, a late 14. teenager but they say 12 years later and that was yep. a you know, not quite speaking yet, maybe. It was like 18 months, maybe. Yeah, yeah. We see Mowgli just swinging through the vines like Tarzan. <laughs> and then he stumbles upon the city. What? What is Oh, because he's running away from uh, Shere Khan. We get oh, a flash oh, of Shere doing? Khan, oh, okay. and that's why he was moving so fast. Oh, okay, yeah. Because um, yeah, later way. he'll, when he when he becomes assimilated, he's going to mention Shere Khan forced me into the, the man's uh, territory. Oh, okay. Oh, so, well, yeah, so he, uh, so he sees the city and he goes, he kind of sneaks in to investigate, see what's, what's up with this, uh, this man or whatever. Yeah. He like wanders around and then he like, I think he like sees the fire or like a torch or something's lit. Cause uh, you can't really tell if he's like sneaking in during the day, which I assume he is because it's sometimes they do the sleeping. It's the yeah. darkest night scene. Well, that's just it. Like, there's barely even, like, a like a dark filter on the thing. Because everything's so yeah. bright and vibrant and everything to show on the film. And Well, you yeah. couldn't do night scenes that well in that day uh, with that kind of film. He, yeah. he had to oh. sneak past. But that's why they have, like, the random dudes just sleeping in the streets. Yeah, yeah. That's why I was like, wait, are these guys just, like, having a siesta? Or what's going on here? But, <laughs> but yeah, he, he, like, sees the torch and he, like, puts his hand over it. He's like, oh! He burns himself. And then... Everybody wakes up because, you know, <gasps> oh, is there a wolf in here? Oh, no, it's a man. Then, of course, he's like, oh, shit, <laughs> super runaway. And right? starts, like, trying to, like, run through the village and get over the wall and all and that. And the whole fucking village, like, crowds around, like, who is this? Who is this? Yep. And they, like, they corner him and then a bunch of people grab him and he is kicking and fighting and... And, like, barking. Pissing, like, and barking. Arr, 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 arr. And, which, I mean, I would, too. Yeah. And then they wake up the moment and they're like, uh, how old was your baby yeah, say, when he wandered off? How long ago did you lose that baby? Uh, is that about this old ago? And he's like, no, I, could this be my child? And then you have like the, uh, we're just going to call him the hunter guy. I think that's, uh, Baldo or whatever, Baldio, but I'm not going to lie, guys. I could not understand the names. I don't know if it's could the audio know. quality or what, yeah. but. No, I, I gave up on trying to learn anybody's names. Yeah, but, so uh, so the main bad guy here is going to be Hunter, is all I have him yeah. in the notes as, and that seems and to work. he is going to be the father of a little girl. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. by little girl, I mean she looks 16, but I think she's supposed to be like 13. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Um, Mowgli age. Yeah, yeah and yeah, the, so uh, Mowgli's mom is like, no, my Natu, he was uh, small and round and soft, and this boy is harsh and, and strong, and they're like, he was also a toddler when he wandered off, so... <laughs> this boy's been living in the jungle. You don't get fat in the jungle. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the hunter guy, he's like, Ah, we can't have him here. He's wild. He's rabid. He's got the evil eye, I tell you. I'll take care of him. He's... 
Even if he's not my Natu, he deserves a chance. I'll I'll take care of this wild thing. <sighs> We've opened the doors to the devil in our village. <sighs> Alright, you go back to bed, Hunter. Fine, fine. Yeah, then we uh get a scene where uh, you know we skip forward in time, I guess, a bit. It appears to be at least a couple of months because he's starting to learn English. He's helping mom out around the house. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. That's right. There's the whole scene where it's like, mother. They call me mother. Mowgli. Oh, like a little frog. I could see that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I do have to say, so everybody in this movie has a little bit of an affect, but they don't do a full-blown accent, and that helps this movie yeah. so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, nobody's trying to do, like, a Hindi accent or anything. Yeah, they don't go, like, like I don't know, full Aladdin kind of accent on everything. But they also don't like, you know, Shakespearean, like, how dare you bring me before the jungle? Well, so that's the thing, is, like, in a lot of old movies, everybody just has a British accent, which, yeah. I mean, to be fair, the Brits colonized oh, a lot to, of the world. To so. this day, it happens yeah. a lot. <laughs> I love, I especially love things where it's like, yes, we're in Germany, and I have this accent. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so there's like a little bit of an affect they're sort of doing, but yeah, it it helps this movie hold up and not be as cringy. Yeah, that's but true. yeah, the and it's this is gonna sound awful. You settle into the blackface. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's pretty well done blackface. Like it's not just the face. No, 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 no. It's it's not that. It just it sort of just becomes makeup at a point. And I yeah. did notice on the mom. She wears. She's wearing less and less makeup. There. Did you notice? She, yeah, yeah, they yeah, yeah. Went, as she gets older or whatever, they yeah, just went with her paler and. They just went more with her regular complexion. Yeah, yeah, it was a little weird, but um, yeah. So then we cut forward in time. I don't know, a year or two, let's say, uh, because Mowgli's like leading uh, the cattle trail or whatever, basically through the jungle. You know, it's the big uh, what wildebeest or whatever, but you know, that, that, the they're, water they're buffaloes. Cattle. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Water buffalo. And yeah, they have water buffaloes and they have uh, Brahmins, and I'm like, oh, good, two of the meanest fucking creatures on the planet. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, so he leads him home, and he goes and talks to his mom, and apparently his mom has, like, a secret stash of, like, you know, she's, oh, I've been saving the up for a while, and blah, blah, blah. And uh, uh, Mowgli, he's like, I want a tooth! You silly, you have all your teeth. Like, no, I want sharp tooth like tiger. He's like holding his hand up like he's holding a knife or if whatever. If Shere Khan comes to the village, I can kill him with a sharp tooth. Yeah. And he's like, oh, okay, a knife. Well, here, here's some, uh, here, here's a couple coins. Go get yourself a, a knife or, you know, a tooth or whatever. And he's like, oh, oh, sweet. Thanks, Ma. And like <laughs> runs off to the store. Yeah. And, uh, well, well, at the shop, you know, there's a, there's a young girl about his age who's, you know, Running, running the sales. No, I don't know. She's yeah. She's the shopkeeper at the point. Well, first she's just sort of like, uh, hands off my dad's stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's like going through all the knives. Like, oh, this would be a good one. Oh, this one's cool, too. And and about the time, yeah, she starts like, you know, hey, uh, can I help you with something there, street rat? Or I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> well, and then he turns around and uh, yeah. he sees the bear. Yeah. Bear rug. Nice little bear rug. Like, oh, that's Baloo's cousin, Masu, or something like that. That's a mean old bear that my father hunted because he's very brave. He wouldn't hurt a fly. He's just a friendly look. I used to go fishing with him all the time. You went fishing with bears? Yeah. How would they use a pole? <laughs> they just reach down and just take what they want. Guys, we're not exaggerating. This is amazing. Yeah. Oh, no. And there's a con on your wall. Did your dad father kill that big con there, too? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. He's like, oh, yeah. But then he's like, 
oh, that's an old tiger. He probably just found his body in the jungle. Yeah, he couldn't he even it. hunt a frog. He probably died in his sleep. He doesn't even have teeth anymore. You know, that kind of thing. And she's like, oh, how dare you? My father's a great hunter. He's yeah. the biggest, meanest, strongest, meanest hunter. So yeah, so, uh, so Mowgli ends up buying a knife and, uh, I don't know, he like talks to... Oh, that's right. He, uh, like, goes outside the shop and the girl follows him. And, like, what? Why? No, no, no. The dad comes into the shop. Oh, that's right. That's right. Chase his fucking head. Oh, yeah. Fuck. That's right. Yeah. Like, hey, I told you not to talk to this little asshole. And she's like, but he was buying a knife. <laughs> like, oh, okay, then. I guess that's good. Maybe you completed your business. Now get the fuck out of here. Yeah. He's got, like, a rifle the whole time. And, uh, <laughs> you know, one of the, like, musket loader rifles or whatever. I don't know maybe winchester i don't know but uh but yeah it's like fine i'm leaving fuck your face and walks around the corner <laughs> and the girl like chases after him and uh mowgli's like already like talking to a monkey like <laughs> it's like what are you doing oh i'm talking to the monkey <laughs> and like what is he saying like oh he's saying he knows that monkeys are the best because they always say that they're the best <laughs> you know like little wayne's the best rapper alive because he keeps telling you he's the best rapper alive ain't that right pj we after that he's like hey you want me to show you something and the girl's like yeah sure and they like go to the jungle or no, that's right he, he's like uh howling at the wolves or whatever like over the wall and she's like oh the jungle is so magical and you can talk oh. to all the animals and he's like yeah you want to go see my family <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen them in months, but I'm sure they're fine. Yep. <laughs> well, you know, because they're howling back and stuff. Because I guess they're just right, right, right at the forest line or whatever. I don't know. But uh, yeah, so he goes to you know introduce her to the wolf family, and uh, yeah, like wool or uh, elephants come by too, and she's like, "Oh my god, I've never seen him this close." Oh, that's right. And like Bagheera shows up. <laughs> oh, it's a panther. It's like it's okay. He's my friend. He, and he just ate a, a deer or something like that. <laughs> uh, but then they uh, they go wandering around. They find these uh, these ruins where there's like this giant sleeping Buddha statue. Definitely not a map painting. Don't worry about nope, it. Nope, not even a little bit. But uh, but they get start wandering around these ruins of this old ancient civilization that's been abandoned and now just has like a couple monkeys running around it and stuff. And uh, yeah, like a whole story about, oh yeah, the king of Maharaja was here and... You know, eventually the jungle conquer the civilization because they were only focused on greed and money instead of being one with the jungle and all this other stuff. Yeah, basically, yeah, they're like wandering around like the girl like falls on a hole like, ah, splat. Mowgli, I'm stuck. Yep. And apparently she falls right into a treasure chamber. Nice. Oh, snap. <laughs> and, it, and it's like, you know, like, like an Aladdin treasure chamber, like it's. The, the entire floor is gold coins, like there's mounds, yeah. there's all sorts of precious stones, and uh, they get down there and they're looking around, but then <gasps> the father of cobras shows up. And, <laughs> babe, how would you describe the father of cobras? Um, I mean, you that, know, you know those big, those like 20 foot, like, pl uh, plush snakes you can win at a carnival that are filled with styrofoam balls uh-huh yeah yeah, yeah 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 one of those hooked up to like a piece of uh fishing wire yeah yeah pretty much yeah. like a fishing pole and some guy swinging it back and yeah. forth and stuff oh but and then okay here's the other thing 
none of the animals in this uh this show talk like you know like in the disney one where it's like oh mowgli blah 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 until we get to the father of cobras and then it's like mowgli or wait, I don't think it knows the name, but like, oh, hello, child. child. It, it like like hypnotizes the uh, you the can, girl. You speak the the words of the jungle. Yes, I am the guardian of this treasure, and you thieves shall perish. And then Mowgli's like, nope, not today, bitch, and like snags it like right around the the base of the hood or whatever, and it's like, oh, what are you doing? You gotta stop this shit. And he's like, if I let you go, will you promise not to poison me? <laughs> or, 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 yes, right. He's basically like holding it. And the girl's like, oh, Mowgli, careful, you get bitten. Oh. And, and he's like, yeah, this snake's too old. It doesn't even have poison anymore. He's just a dried up old snake. <laughs> and, and then that's when the snake takes a turn. And he's like, eh, you're right. Kill me. Kill me. <laughs> you can take one piece of treasure, but know that it is cursed. Oh, right? have this. So, okay, so here's the thing with that. Like, the girl, yeah, she takes, like, one coin, right? Mm-hmm. But Mowgli, he, like, picks up that uh that big rubied spear or whatever. Or it's, like, a spear or an axe. Like, maybe it's both. I don't know. It has, like, the spear point and, like, the axe on one side. And then on the back side, yeah. it's, like, a giant ruby the size of a baseball yeah. or something. It's, it's a ceremonial axe. Yeah, but, but I'm like, okay, cool, Mowgli's taking that with him. Because, you know, we don't see him take anything else or whatever. And so it's like, oh, cool, he's going to take that spear axe or whatever, and it's going to be cursed, and that's going to be the movie, right? <gasps> nope. Nope. <laughs> Cut to the next morning, and we see the uh, the young girl waking up, and, uh, you know, she's got her little coin, and she's just like, I don't know, fucking around with it. And, you know, as a, as a kid does, I guess. I don't know if it's, like, the most incredible thing that's ever happened. And basically, like, her, she, like, I can't remember if, like, the dad just, like, barges into a room or she, like, goes to the main room or whatever and the dad's there. Like, oh, just playing with my coin, blah, blah, blah. And dad's like, let me look at that shit. Oh, no, no, no. She goes, uh, oh, I had the most wonderful dream. I was a princess in the Maharaja's palace and we were rich and never wanted for anything. And he's like, ah, silly girl. Don't even bother dreaming like that. We're poor and you're just lucky you have a strong father to take care of you. And she's like... And, and she's like, no, but I woke up and I have this coin. And he's like, where did you get that? Oh, Mowgli found the Maharaja's old palace. and But you can't take the, you can't take anything from there because it's all cursed treasure. Uh, we'll see about that. Mowgli, so takes the coin <laughs> and then did he throw it or did yeah, he drop it? Yeah, he like dropped it. And apparently he lives in like an upstairs apartment or something because it goes like bouncing down some stairs and like. Yeah, from her bedroom. It goes yeah. bouncing downstairs and uh, it goes rolls down, to the barber shop. Rolls to the barber shop, <laughs> which is on a like a little balcony. And you may be thinking, a barber shop? Yes, a barber shop. And, uh, of course, the barber, he, like, hears it coming down the stairs and, like, sees, ooh, shiny, like. He's giving a guy a shave and then, uh, pretends to drop something and goes over and puts his foot on it. And every time he goes to reach for it, somebody's walking by. So he's got to stand up. Oh, my back. Well, well, I think it was the dad, like, chasing after him or whatever. He's like, have you seen a coin come down here? Nope, nothing like that. Now, if you'll excuse me, oh, it's going to be a long time. You might as well just go back home and I can finish this guy's shave. And he's like, I think I'll wait right here. What, is your foot glued to the floor? Yeah. So anyway, 
bunch of bullshit about that. But then, oh boy, Shere Khan is back. Oh, oh shit! Tiger, tiger, tiger! And uh, you know, uh, I, I, I think like when they went to the jungle, he was like talking to Bagheera, like, "Hey, you'll let me know if Shere Khan comes back." So, because now I have a tooth, and now I'm gonna stab his ass. And Bagheera's like, "All right, whatever, homie." Like, yeah, Mowgli, uh, like the animals tell Mowgli or something. Like he hears, ah, rah, rah, Shere Khan is back. And so he leads uh, the herd out back to the village. And, you know, he basically tells his mom, like, hey, mom, just leave with my tooth. I'm going to go kill Shere Khan. Then I'll come back. It'll be great. And, of course, the mom's like, no, Mowgli, you must be oh, safe. No. Ah. But the uh, the hunter, I guess he, like, lives next door or was, like, in the village or something here in it. And he's like, oh, don't worry, ma'am. I'll, uh, me and my two friends here, we'll, uh, we'll follow after Mowgli. Make sure he's safe and, you know, bring him back to we'll, you. We'll save that boy. Don't you worry. Uh, so then we cut to the jungle and Mowgli's, you know, just going through the jungle. He's kind of tracking Shere Khan. Cause, I will kill him with my tooth. Right. Oh, look, it is my brother, the wolf. Come with me. Oh, look, it is my other brother, Bagheera. Come with me. Uh, one of the first places he goes is to see Ka. Yeah, babe, oh, how would you describe Ka? Ka's another big old snake. He's big old, like, red-tailed boa. Yeah. And he's uh, resting on a gigantic fucking lily pad yeah. in the middle of the lake. Yeah, he's like a, like, let's say, like, 50-foot anaconda size. Like, mm-hmm. it, 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 like wrapped around and, you know, coiled or whatever. But, like, just big. Like, even when Mowgli, like, swims to the lily pad and gets close to him, like, just the the head part coming out of there is easily yeah. six, seven feet. And it's oh, yeah. coiled like four times. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. <laughs> and he's just like, who is this? Who disturbs oh, yeah. my I, sleep? I, I have written down a deep, raspy voice. So yes. it's like, oh, hello, Mowgli. <laughs> what brings you here? Oh, great, Ka. I have questions for you about the jungle, and I need to find uh, Shere Khan. I'm going to kill him to save the the man village. Oh, the boy who used to call me a bloated, flat-headed worm now wants my help. (laughs) I I didn't mean to throw rocks at you. I was just a child, but now I am a man, and I need to save the man village and all my brothers in the jungle. I have to kill Shere Khan. And I thought the wisest and strongest animal in all the jungle would help me. You're so beautiful and handsome. Yeah, Yeah, he really starts slobbing the knob there for a second. And then he's like, oh, yeah, okay. Uh, well, Shere Khan, from what I understand, he's sleeping just over the hill over there or something like that. Oh, thank you, wise, noble, and handsome beast. <laughs> oh, no, no, it's like, how do, you, how do you know he's sleeping just over the hill? Well, the jackal came and told me. And like, <laughs> oh, what jackal? This jackal, and like motions to like a bulge in his stomach <laughs> or whatever. It's like, that's right, I ate him. It's good information. There's... <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's right. And then Ka's like, here, I'll take you. And they like both like go in the water. And then, yeah, there's <laughs> there's totally just like Mowgli holding on to Ka. You know, it's obviously like on a track or whatever. Yeah. Just taking him through the river. It's pretty sweet. Mowgli and Ka going through the forest. Yep. And then he uh, pops out and uh, Shere Khan's there. And Mowgli's like already like in the trees like, Shere Khan, you've come to fight? And horse Shere Khan. Yeah, he like chases him for a while and then like dives down into the water. And then, okay, this was a little weird because like when he dives down into the water, 
you see cause in there too like when it shows underwater you see like the the snake kind of wrapped around so i'm like oh is Khan there and like gonna help him by like wrapping up share Khan when he comes in or something but it's like nope basically you see you know a tiger jump into the water and then it cuts to underwater and mowgli's fighting like a taxidermy tiger yeah <laughs> like we're like oh. wrestling with it ah, this or, is like or, my or. favorite scene because yeah it's like very <laughs> obviously like a old bad taxidermy like ain't nobody want it no more and yeah 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 but then uh but then we get like you know we we see like the top of the river and there's like bubbles that pop up <gasps> somebody won but who oh it's uh around this time the uh the hunters the you know the, the main hunter and his two buddies or whatever they've like i don't know tracked him or whatever it's like yeah this is where mowgli must be oh it looks like there's tiger tracks here too so be on alert wait is that mowgli over there and then mowgli's like uh, like got the uh tiger corpse basically pulled up onto shore and he's already like you know fixing to Basically, he says, uh, oh, I was wondering if I should take Shere Khan's coat. It looks like it'd make a magnificent coat if I needed it. Oh, well, when he left, he uh, he told his girlfriend, um, uh, I'll bring back his yellow hide. And he's like, oh, I have to yeah, get this right. yellow hide and show the village that they are safe now. Yeah, and then, but then the hunter is like, fuck, <laughs> fuck that noise. And like aims the, the rifle at Mowgli again. <gasps> and uh basically he's like take me to this chamber of treasure that you took my daughter to and Mowgli's like bitch please you're not gonna shoot me you need me to find the treasure chamber there at the ruins that your daughter should already know where it's at but whatever that's not gonna be a thing it was the darkest night and she could didn't remember she doesn't know the jungle she has a bad sense of direction yeah yeah yeah, that's why she never leaves the village but it's also like, oh, okay, the old ancient town that I know about. Yeah, I can just go check that out on my own. Thanks, Mowgli. Oh, by the way, no. But yeah, so yeah, still like, no, take me now. Take me and my friends. Well, the ancient village uh, has been lost for centuries. So even the men don't know where it is because they don't go that deep into the jungle. Uh, okay. All right. I'll buy that. But then we see, uh, we see Bagheera's like up in the trees, like getting ready to pounce on the hunter. And Mowgli's like, well, if you're going to kill me, you might as well just kill me. He's like, no, take me to the treasure. And then Bagheera pounces. Ah, oh, fuck me. Oh, you and turned into a, you turned into a black, a black panther. Oh no, spare my uh, yeah, life, spare my life. Yeah, you're a witch. Yeah, this part was like really where it was like, oh yeah, Mowgli. Did you see that? Mowgli turned into a black panther and attacked me and spared my life. And he's like telling his buddies and his buddies like, uh, are you sure that's how it went down? <laughs> yes, yes, I, I assure you it is. What what other explanation could there be? Uh, okay. Yeah, and like all three of them like start bowing to him as thrown down. Uh, okay, I guess. Yeah, it was kind of weird. But yeah, so they uh they go back to the village, and uh, Mowgli shows up and he's got. I say I forget. Does he have the hide with him or yeah, something? He's yeah, like, he's like, hey, look what I it. did. He that's pops right. it on the back of his water buffalo and rides into town riding it. That's right. So I was like, oh, that's that's pretty sweet um and then everybody like surrounds him and then they jump him ah like whoa what's happening and he picks up the tiger's like bloody head yeah and goes rawr rawr at him and then uh yeah because that's when uh the uh, the hunter comes up behind him and is like he's a witch get him yeah he can turn into the animals of the forest that's why he can speak to them we have to burn him get some logs 
Yeah, and I'm like, wait, okay, this is a thing. All right, we're going to go with it. We then cut to them lashing him on the town square. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, are we watching another Jesus movie? <laughs> right? And Mowgli's like, the fuck, guys? I just killed your greatest nemesis and you're punishing me for it? Yep, and then uh, the hunter guy, he's up there like, ah, he's shown that he can transform and communicate with all creatures. He's certainly a witch or the devil or something. We must kill him. And then they're like, turn into a tiger. Show us what you can do. You must have been the tiger. You're, this is just your old skin. Yeah. And then the hunter like leans in like, last chance, take me to the treasure chamber. Or I'll have them kill you. <gasps> and uh, of course, Mogu's like, suck a dick, bitch. Eat a and- bag of dicks, dumb <laughs> shit. <laughs> Oh, yeah, like, that's right. As he's, like, getting lashed and stuff, he's, like, oh, like, like, crying, he's but, like, cr- calling out to the wolves. He's calling to the wolves. Well, his yeah. wolf brothers help him. And the white wolf shows up, his brother white wolf. Yeah. Oh, and then his mom also shows up, like, oh, why are you lashing my baby? His, his human mom, not his wolf mom. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wolf yeah. mom does not show back up in this movie. No, no, she doesn't. We just yeah. wanna, I just want to, like, make that clear, because yeah. wolf mom shows back up in other movies. So, and, and when the mom showed up in this scene, like, you mentioned, like, she was getting lighter and lighter, I guess, as yeah. she was getting older. I thought it was actually the hunter's daughter at first. I did, too. Because they were, like, dressed the same and stuff, and, you know, she's yeah. a little paler, but, and so, like... I was thinking it was like the hunter's daughter was like, oh, no, spare Mowgli, blah, blah, blah. Then the hunter's like, back off, bitch. You're probably a witch, too. And I'm like, dude, that's your daughter. Oh, it's not your daughter? <laughs> oh, oh, and okay. then it was like, oh, well, then I guess we'll have to kill your mom as a witch. Because, yeah, basically the mom like leans in like, it'll be okay, Mowgli. Just do what they want. And then Mowgli's like, so you can help me escape so I can get out of here? And she's like, of course. And like already untying them and stuff. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so yeah. But, oh, but, and this is where we find out that uh, Mowgli's mom has a love interest, her uh, houseman. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the and it's like, oh, okay. I guess that guy from the beginning that was helping her and her husband or whatever. And it's like, eh, okay, okay. I'm glad he's still in this movie. And this this guy's the most Charlton Heston esque kind of one in the whole movie, which is like, okay, yeah, like like he's got the beard and then you know, the blackface <laughs> makeup on, but he's totally like. Like Zap Brannigan in this thing, he's Zap like Brannigan. He's like, don't worry, but too, I'll help you. <laughs> <laughs> but first, <laughs> a little something for the ladies. <laughs> Get me my velour tunic. Sir, <laughs> yeah. isn't it a bit hot in India for a velour tunic? <laughs> You're right. I'll be freeballing, Kiff. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so uh, yeah, ba- basically Mowgli, you know, he escapes, jumps over the wall, and he's like, "Skeet, skeet, and I'm gone." And uh, so then the hunter is like, "Take the mother, she's the witch now." And I'm like, "Oh shit, they're gonna burn his mom." Uh, and that- his and his house his house worker. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, oh shit, that that took a turn. And then he has uh, the the trackers or whatever following after Mowgli. But Mowgli knows because he knows that shit. And he's like, hmm, maybe I'll have to home alone this bitch. And he basically leads the trackers to, uh, you know, to the old old temple ruins or whatever. The Maharaja ruins. Basically, yeah, he gets there. And they end up finding the chamber, which is like, okay, Mowgli's just leading him there to push the plot along. I'm okay with that. Uh, so yeah, they find the chamber and they like, you know, lower the one guy down there and then the father of cobras jumps up. Say, what are you doing here? 
And the guy's like, ah, kill it, kill it, kill it. And you see, like, the guys with the rifle, like, aiming down through a hole into the so chamber. This and, seems like, a swinging. little bit more involved than that, babe. Okay, take well, it away. So the hunter sees the gold. Yeah. But pretends he didn't see the gold because he sees the cobra. Then the cobra wanders off. So then he tr- he sort of, like, tricks the barber into coming over. The hunter pretends he's looking up in the tree and the barber's looking down and is like, oh shit, there's all this gold down here. Yeah. Turn around. And he's like, oh, hey, other buddy, come check this out. The barber found all the gold. Hey, guy who founds it goes down first. Yeah, yeah, and then right. as that's the right. barber's going down, he's swinging and the cobra's like, get out. Yeah. And <laughs> They're both like going back and forth, but like oppositely. The guy's like sw- trying to aim with the rifle. The barber's rifle like swinging and... on a vine to crawl down. Yeah. And he's like, shoot, don't shoot, yeah. shoot, don't shoot. <laughs> and then plow oh good cat cobra away oh good you got the cobra thanks buddy and the other guy's like you missed right <laughs> so they all jump down there and my first thought is okay the cobra's dead that means all the tarantulas come out because there's a shit ton of spider webs down here there's gotta be yeah <laughs> I assume India is like most of Africa and Australia. Everything wants to kill you. Oh, yeah. I mean, especially when it's an abandoned treasure chamber with ventilation. So things can go in there. India has flying tree snakes, guys. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, all three of the guys get down there and they like Scrooge McDuck a bit, like just swimming through all the gold coins. Yeah, bury yourself. Pretend you're a mermaid. Pretend like... You act like this isn't what we would do if we found a treasure. Oh, yeah, just like bury yourself in it. Like, ah, look at me. I'm Midas or whatever. (laughs) Uh, But then one of them finds that uh, ruby spear axe thing. Oh, snap. And, of course, all of them are like, oh, what is this? And the barber goes, oh, Hunter, since you're, I found this first. And so I got first dibs. But you killed that snake and you saved my life. And you've always been, you've always been so good to me. I want you to have first pick if it's this axe. But if you don't want it, I'll totally take it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the third guy's like, uh, can I get a shot at it? And everybody else is like, nope. Nope, shut up. <laughs> shut up. Shut up, third wheel. <laughs> you don't even have a title card, dude. You, you get what's left over. Yeah. <laughs> and I like the barber goes to like, he starts picking up coins. And he's like, one, two, two, three. And he's like, screw it. Throws <laughs> a bunch of them in the air. <laughs> yeah. Like, give me a sack. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, basically they all, uh, Oh, and, and Mowgli's like watching the whole thing, like through the, mm-hmm. the you know, the, 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 oh my God, the hole in the roof, basically. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, they done lost their minds. Oh, well, look, they're picking up that, uh. That cursed Ruby axe cursed thing. Ruby. Hmm, let's see if the snake was right. And, uh, you know, the first thing they do is go mad and kill each other. Uh, so yeah, they all load up on gold. Like, you know, they got, the, they basically have like giant bindles that are supposed to be filled with gold. <laughs> are they like wearing a bunch of necklaces and like armor Oh, yeah. oh and stuff? yeah, they have like gold armor and yeah. like gold pope hats. And, <laughs> and he's like, all right, everybody load up quick. We got to be out of here by nightfall, blah, blah, blah. And then um, uh, Bagheera like is up there with Mowgli. Mowgli's like, hey, let's have a little fun. And Bagheera like looks down there and just growls like, and they're like, oh, it's a Black Panther. And then you, you hear like Mowgli's voice like, thieves, get out of the chamber or I'll eat your souls or some shit like that. And they're like, oh, my God, the animals can talk. This place truly is cursed. Let's double run away. Super run away. Yeah. Yeah. They get the fuck out. 
and uh, they're like walking through the jungle, you know, with their giant bags of gold. And like you hear like the hyenas laughing and stuff. And <laughs> I I can only assume it's like guys trying to be hyenas making a little like laugh noise. They do it's because it's like <laughs> like it's like fucking Joker laughs pretty much. Right? It's like Mark Hamill would be doing it nowadays. Like <laughs> I'm a hyena. Yeah, they get to like uh, like a river crossing and they're like, oh no, we can't cross the river. We're, we're too heavy now oh. with all this gold. And the hunter is like, <laughs> you bitch made motherfuckers, watch how you do it. And he like walks through. He's like, see, it's not even deep enough. And then <laughs> oh, they're like, yeah. oh, but there's crocodiles in there, aren't there? Just get over here, you losers. Yeah, so, so yeah, they all cross the river. And then we cut to that. Uh, it's like nighttime and they're just like, you know camping like you know getting a rest before the last push or something i don't know but well uh, they're so weighed down with the gold they have to stop and rest a lot well yeah what took them only like four hours to do the first time is going to be like a three-day journey now with all this gold true true so yeah so yeah Mowgli and all the monkeys are like watching them sleep or whatever <laughs> and then uh like the barber i think it was like wakes up and he sees uh the one dude like holding the spear you know the the guy that was like the first one down there they don't really have names i'm not gonna lie but that but he's like holding that spear and he sees the shimmering ruby on there and he's like oh, i want the precious you know like it's like that kind of look and he like starts crawling quietly towards him and uh the hunter guy you know the main hunter guy he he's like wakes up and he's like oh shit what's about to happen here and then uh the one guy jumps and like grabs the spear and their guy wakes up like, what are you doing? Get away from me. And he like starts fucking hacking him with the, the spear axe or whatever. Like, ah, ah, why are you doing this to me? Ah. And then he, he's like, what have I done? And he like looks over at the hunter and sees the hunter is like staring at him and like starting to like, you know, rear up a little bit. Like, what are you, what are you going to do? It, and he's like you you saw you saw he was attacking me i i just wanted to look at it it was, it was self-defense blah 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 and of course <laughs> and I, I love how the hunter's like yes naturally absolutely yeah. let's just get back to town yeah. we only have to split this two ways now yeah exactly well that's right they like double up on sacks now like they're <laughs> even heavier loaded with gold because they have all so the the other guys slow yep and then uh then they come to another river uh yeah they're they're like get ready to go in the water but then you see in the reflection the other guy standing behind him with the spear axe and he's like oh shit and he like tries to kill him and there's a struggle oh no and then he like like yeah that's where he like tosses the one guy into the river but then the realest croc ever pops up And now it's only the the main hunter guy is left alive, and he's got oh. all this gold. I don't think so he has like much gold. I don't think he's like triple bagged up, just whatever he can carry now. Yeah. Like he's walking through, you know, like he's doing laundry for the week kind of thing. Oh he's, yeah, he he looks like a college kid coming home for spring break. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So then, uh, yay goes walking through, <laughs> walking through the jungle again, and we get all the growl oh, noises. Jesus. And this is where, I don't know what it was, but it sounded like a fucking power drill. <laughs> like, like, there's like, <laughs> like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> yeah, the, I think he like comes to a river and um, he's got like the ruby spear thing and all the gold stuff. But he sees like that crocodile that ate the last guy is like still in the river. Like, yeah, yeah, go ahead and cross it, homie. 
<laughs> and this is where he like swings across the river and you know it with only like a bag or two of gold like like he had to leave a bunch there on the riverbank but he swings across and the croc like opens his mouth like oh i'm gonna eat you and uh he takes the a spear axe thing and like throws it right in the croc's mouth like ah take that you bastard and then <laughs> and then yeah basically like okay cool he's crossed the river he's got like his bag of gold and this part where he's like walking through the jungle I'm like okay the sound machine's just broken because <laughs> i don't know it's the sound on it's kind of weird because it's like you know all the animal noises but then he's like yelling back like you'll never kill me god is my witness and it's like animal noises god is my witness animal noises like like the, the volumes are just kind of like all weird oh, and i think this is supposed to be um on purpose it's like the jungle is asserting its dominancy over him like he's trying to well yeah but he, they're like quieting down when he's talking and then picking back up because that's eh, kind of what maybe. it sounds like yeah but yeah, i don't know it, it, a sound mixing thing little thing but that, yeah, basically it ends with him saying like, you know what, fuck you guys, I'll burn this whole place down, I swear to Christ. Uh, or, you know, Mahraj. No. <laughs> I swear to Krishna. Uh, <laughs> meanwhile, uh, Mowgli, he's like following, you know, the, the hunter back. And he's basically back like, the man pack does not welcome me. And they're, they're mean and, and terrible and I don't want to go back. And he's like, I should kill them. But I have no need for their hides, so I guess I'll just live in the jungle or something. And I'm like, well, damn, that took a dark turn where Mowgli's like considering just killing a bunch of people for their hides. All right. And then, yeah, this is where we cut back to the village and uh, the mom and, uh, you know, Charlton Heston or you know, Zap Brannigan are tied up <laughs> and like, oh, no, you think they're really going to kill us? He's like, I don't know, Masuda or whatever your name is. <laughs> I don't know, Mowgli's mom, but we'll, we'll get through it together, I guess. Oh, oh, you're the best. And then basically the hunter like comes back and he like drops off the gold. And then he's basically like, hey fuck this jungle i'm gonna burn this whole place to the ground <laughs> and he gets like a like a horse and like the um like like a hay bale or something like on a on a trailer lights that shit on fire and starts running it through the jungle everybody's yeah. like what the fuck are you doing no you can't burn the whole fucking jungle down blah, blah, blah. And, he's, and he's like whatever get out of my way I'm Abraham Lincoln. Get out of my way. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. He's like, Mowgli's a witch. He turned into all the forest creatures and killed everyone else. I'm the only yeah. one who survived. Yeah. Yeah. And, a bunch of that and then, a, then a crocodile ate all my gold. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what gold? Yeah. Don't worry about it. I'm going to burn down the forest. And then basically everyone in the village is like, oh no, what's he doing? We're all lost if the wind turns. And, uh, yeah, we should just get the fuck out of here before that even happens. And so Run. they like all load up their stuff and start oh, yeah. going into the burning forest, which is like, all right. Well, because I think they only have one in or out. They built a yeah. big stone wall to keep all the uh, all the all the cons out. Yeah, yeah. So Mowgli, he's like, oh shit, the forest is on fire. <gasps> How's my, my mom doing? I should. I gotta go make sure she's okay. Quick, and... animal brothers, we have to go save the good humans. And the, this was like, no, 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 elephants. We'll kill them later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, don't worry about it. Their time will come. 
Uh, I think it's something like, like he he he's like, we have to go get the man the men out of the forest, and the elephant's like, like, no, no, we do not kill when we are not hungry. We'll yeah. wait for that. And it's like we'll he wait says until we're hungry. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like what? And then he rides the elephants, and he's like, come, brother wolves. You see the wolfies swimming in the water, yeah. and then come, brother Bagheera, and he swims through the water. Come, brother jaguar, and he swims through the water. And there's the little deer. They're hopping through the water. <laughs> Yep, exactly like that. <laughs> I know the animals go have to do one. Yeah. And then they run into like the caravan of people leaving the town. Like, wait, where are you going? Don't you know the forest's on fire? I will stay here until every cub is safe. I believe in love and life, yeah. unlike you, unlike you bastards. But if you guys want to live, there's an I- that island in the middle of the river. You can hang out. The fort, the fire can't get you there. And they're like, oh, cool, thanks, Mowgli. The elephants will help love. you across the water. Yeah. <laughs> and then oh, and then those cute little baby bears who were just like flopping oh, around. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. come on, baby cubs, no time to play. Yeah. If you like baby animals, this is your kind of movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, Mowgli's like, but I gotta go get my mom. Do you know where she's at? Uh, yeah, I think she's tied up at, I don't know, City Hall or some shit. Wait, oh, it's outside the temple. Yeah, that's the right. Outside where the they temple. all go when they're in that's, trouble. That's right. That's right. So yeah, so Mowgli goes and uh, saves <laughs> saves his mom and Zap Brannigan and a bunch of the woodland creatures. Uh, yeah, there's a whole bunch of stuff where it's like, there was actually a really cool shot where it was like the forest burning and you see like the reflection off the river and yeah. stuff too. And I'm like, oh shit, that's actually a pretty well composed shot. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, this is a soundstage. Yeah. You know, this is all fake, but there's some really good shots in it. And it's almost like a play in that you just sort of like get into it. This yeah. is the world they live in. They yeah, don't yeah, yeah. live in a jungle in India. They live in this world of a jungle in india yeah, this self-contained it seems yeah. like a valley because you know you don't see off into the distance it's like yeah, oh there's too many, many trees. trees and yeah 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 yeah. but it's it's almost like a uh, alternate reality thing they live in this super chromatic hyper realistic world yeah yeah so yeah, this is then uh yeah basically oh we see the temple burn oh the that's right yeah the yeah old, with the, gold. the old abandoned temple with yeah the, with the treasure chamber and all that yeah, yeah yeah that all burns down and and i assume the smoldering statues will be all that's left basically <laughs> right? and then yeah so yeah for, the whole forest basically burns down but we go to the uh the island i guess where everybody's hanging out and uh mowgli's there like all right i think i got all the animals out of here safe how are you guys doing like yeah we all made it pretty much except i don't know where the hunter went or whatever we lost him in the smoke. He ran the other direction. Yep. He didn't trust you. And then they're like, Mowgli, come back with us. You know, we, we're sorry you thought you were a witch and we're going to burn you and your mother and everyone you ever loved. And he's like, no, I'm one with the jungle now. I uh, am not a man. I am not an animal, but I am of the jungle. Not a, not of, you know, men's tribe. So I'm going to ride my elephant into battle. Bye, yep. bitches. And then. <laughs> And then one of them like goes to like talk to his mom like, "Aren't you sad that Mowgli's leaving?" And he's like, "Yes, but he is no longer my son. He is a man and the guardian of the woods." And, yeah. And so yeah, so then we uh, then we cut back to present day where the old man's telling the story. Mm-hmm. That's right. It was the hunter <gasps> who was telling the story of Mowgli. Like, yes, I ran away like a biggity bitch and I burned down the forest. And, oh, and he, he yeah, it was like, uh, and it was all for my own greed. I had to learn that lesson, and now I respect the jungle and I tell well, the stories from ha- its book. But how did you escape? Well, that's another story. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, okay, that's another story from the book of the jungle. No, he just says that's another story. 
And then we see the book and it has like uh, the page that says the end. Da, uh, da, da. The quest, take notes. That's right. That's how you do it. That's how you go from an old man telling a story to closing a book. <laughs> <laughs> it's true though. So yeah, roll credits. Well, actually, I guess the credits are actually at the beginning because that's how the movies were back then. But yeah, you know how it goes. Uh, babe, would you recommend 1942's Jungle Book? I would. Yeah. I And I'm going to say, don't go into it looking to be offended. It's not PC. <laughs> it's very much of its time. Saying that, it definitely could have been way worse being oh, at something from its time. Totally. And, but yeah, it's a good little story. It's fun. I'd totally show my kids this movie. I see a lot of animals, a lot yeah. of, I mean, okay special effects, like with the, the snakes. Because it's all practical. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, you can't train a croc. <laughs> Here's the thing, like with the crocodile and the cobras and stuff, I almost feel like them being puppets makes it more more of a kid's movie because like oh, it yeah, is so yeah. blatantly a puppet, it takes the real intense scenes with them and makes them a little lighter. So, yeah, yeah. I've, yeah, it's a good little movie. I like it. It's very old school Disney. It's going to feel super old school Disney. It's not Disney. I mean, it, it feels, feels it feels like Disney. Yeah, oh, yeah totally, okay. totally. But yeah, it's not, not a Disney version. That, that, again, that one was 25 years later and animated. Well, Disney uh, did a lot of live action things, so I didn't know if that was part of that collection. Okay, I, I'm, I'm uh, trying to remember the production company that it had the beginning because it was like produced by whoever the Cordas are and stuff like that. So, I, I want to say it was like 1952? 42. Oh, nominated for best score. Oh, oh, I got, I may have something about that in fun facts. Oh no. Like, yeah. Just produced by the Cordas. It says. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, it's public, uh, distribu- public domain and stuff. So distributed by United Artists. Oh, that's right. United Artists. That's right. So okay. I was like, oh shit, they were around back in the forties. I didn't, I just know them like being a big thing in the '80s and stuff with like VHS. Oh no, tapes, they're but... they're one of the uh, the original yeah. big guys. Yeah, okay, well yeah, there you go, United Artists, not Disney. Well, on that note, we're gonna take a quick commercial break. <gasps> but when we come back, yes. we have more beer, Woo! fun facts, <gasps> and what we learned from this version of the Jungle Book. <laughs> hey everybody, join us for our next Podcart Fest, a celebration of podcasting and art. With so many incredible artists of all kinds being affected by the pandemic and shutting down of festivals in general, uh, we wanted to bring them together to one incredible virtual festival and give you the opportunity to interact with them directly in their virtual booth, uh, witness them demonstrate their marvelous skills on our live stream, show off some of their new products in their shops, and just have a great fun time in general at Podcart Fest. For the latest information, please follow us at Podcart Fest on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Podcart Fest. That's P-O-D-C-A-R-T-F-E-S-T, where you can stay up to date on which podcasters, crafters, actors, painters, directors, creators, and more will be featured. Oh, did I mention it's free? Because Podcart Fest is free, so you can pass that admission fee right along to an artist who needs your help in these desperate times, and have a bunch of fun with some amazing personalities while getting some unique gifts and art for yourself or a loved one. Uh, See you soon at Podcart Fest, hosted by Everything I Learned from Movies. My name is Nicholas Haskins, and I'd like a moment of your time to tell you about the 5th Annual Livestream for the Cure. To do that, I brought along two people whom I couldn't do this event without, Gerald Morris and Dan Brennick. Over the past four years, the Livestream for the Cure has raised over $30,000 for the Cancer Research Institute. That contribution is helping to fund research into cancer immunotherapy training the body's immune system to fight all forms of cancer. 
This year, we're aiming for our biggest goal yet as we try to raise $15,000 in 50 hours on the air. Tune in May 19th through the 23rd as we're joined live by podcasters and content creators from around the world. With your help, we can continue the fight for a future immune to cancer. Together, we can make a difference. Have you ever watched a movie and thought to yourself, what were they thinking? Because we sure have. So much so that we named our podcast after it. What were they thinking? Starring me, Nathan. And Brendan. Every week we take a bad to questionable movie and unpack it so you don't have to. And then sometimes we ate your cues in our mailbag. No big whoop. Yeah, no big whoop at all. So that's what were they thinking. You can find us on your favorite podcatcher or follow us on the World Wide Web on Twitter and Instagram at WWTT Podcast. Who the hell says World Wide Web anymore? This guy. So, uh, yeah, see you soon. Wave at microphone. Hey, Stephen Izzy, it's your old pal Mark Summers from the Nickelodeon Days, Double Dare, and many other shows. But uh, I'm here to say everything I learned from movies is unbelievable. What a great job you guys have done. Please tell me you don't feed Twinkies to the cats. And we're back. Oh my God, Steve, those are the greatest ads that ever added in the history of adding. Ah, she said it. Think about it every week. Ah, oh. <laughs> uh, babe. Steve. <clears throat> I don't know if it's fire around here or something but i'm I'm feeling a little parched well that's weird i feel a little sober excellent well we have the solution for that from ketos brewing oh because we have a movie starring sabu uh why not a finnish style sati an ale brewed with spices now sati correct me if i'm wrong that's that scandinavian one we were thinking about making for uh, like homebrew con or something that one year right isn't that sati like the Basically getting a lot of um, shit. I forget. It was juniper. It didn't have yeah any juniper. Hops that's because right. Hops hadn't weren't in Scandinavia. Yeah, it was like it, juniper and a lot of malts, and basically you throw the baker's yeast in, and it makes it yeah. like eight or nine percent. Yeah, it's, but it's, it's also just very get you drunk and tastes like juniper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe. So, so yeah, maybe this, this is like is a, a beer version of it. Yeah, it doesn't go into specifics on here. It just has the you know ketos means thanks in Finnish and blah blah blah, but. Yeah, finished aisle sati, ale brewed with spices. 5%, so yeah, I guess lower octane version. Sati ale. S-A-H-T-I. Uh, sati is a Finnish farmhouse ale made with malted and unmalted grain, including yeah. barley and rye. Traditionally, the beer is flavored with juniper in addition to or instead of hops. So yeah. Oh, yeah, there we go. Top right. fermented, uh, so there may be notes of banana due to isomal acetate in the baking yeast. Yep, that's it. Yeah, yeah baker's yeast. Yeah, I remember that was the yeah. main thing because it was like, it's baker's yeast, so it'll be done in a day or two, but you definitely want to be done with it before then because then it gets really nasty. And, yeah, because baker's yeah. yeast puts off a bunch of off flavors. Yeah, yeah, totally. Well, uh, on that note, my top. Oh, his top. Nice. And... The pool. Oh, it's beautiful. Very pale, almost straw-colored beer. Yeah. Has a uh, surprisingly off-white colored head for uh, how pale it is. Mmm. Oh, yeah. Got that's nice a nice tasting like, head. A little piney, but like a light pine. I think that's the juniper. I just uh, I just sucked a little head there. And yeah, you definitely get the juniper on oh, there. Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, man. 
Yeah, it's nice. Smooth. It's like a brown ale with with a little bit of juniper, and then it's like it almost tastes like it's got like a like a Belgian yeast. Mm. Delightful beer, yeah, guys. Check that. it out. Yes, yeah, uh, finished style sati from Ketos Brewing. That's K I I T O S. Yeah, this uh, this is much better than one of our uh, homebrew club guys, Vivek, uh, made the sati, and he said yeah. he even he couldn't finish it. <laughs> yeah. That boy will drink anything, am I right? No, <laughs> no yeah, it, it apparently is a... You really kind of have to know what you're doing with it. Ah, uh, but babe. Steve. Would you be interested in any fun facts? I don't know. Are they super fun facts? Because fun, fun facts. Oh, they are. You're in luck. Oh, shit. All right, Rotten Tomatoes. <gasps> what do you think the critics thought of 1942's Jungle Book? I'm going to think they... Oh, let's see. Oh, I was gonna say that at the time I was, I think they liked it, but then I remember Rotten Tomatoes was around then, so now there's also gonna be a bunch of people going back and well, watching it. They too. do go back and check the critics at the there's time. Be more reviews of people going like, mm, but, not re- but but real critics. Do you think real critics are going back to every movie from the forties? I don't know. Um, this one isn't even black and white, so it's not 32%. pretentious enough. Thirty-two percent. Thirty-two. 57% with the critics. Oh, good. Uh, but what about the audience score? The one that really matters. Oh, uh, 62. Also 57. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, you know, slightly above average. That seems right. Uh, I don't have the budget, uh, but U.S. gross $2.8 million. Worldwide gross $3.9 million. Apparently, it was, that's a them. pretty big hit back yeah. then. Yeah. And you mentioned that they were uh, nominated for Best Original Score for uh, yeah. Grammy or, or uh, Academy Award. Academy Award. This is a historic movie on a couple of counts, actually. This All was right. the first film of which the original soundtrack recordings were y- issued. Previously, when record companies released music from a film, they had insisted on re-recording the music in their own studios with their own equipment. Oh. But the Jungle Book record, uh, records were taken from the same recordings used from the film soundtrack, and their commercial success paved the way for more original soundtrack albums. Alright! So yeah, there you go. It might just been lucky with the technology catching up with time or whatever, but this yeah. obviously you know nominated for awards and stuff, so... There you go. Uh, this was also included in the first syndicated television presentation of a package of major studio feature films on U.S. television. Yeah, it was the first telecast in St. Louis on Sunday, September 19th, 1948 on KSD Channel 5. Oh, snap. So, yeah, television and uh, soundtracks people could take home and put on the old record player or whatever. Excellent. Or I assume like a pterodactyl that they just put the beak uh-huh. on. and It's 11. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, there you go. Uh, but babe. Steve. The real question. Mm-hmm. What did we learn from this Jungle Book? Oh, I mean, I learned uh, don't don't kill the cons. The uh, Shere Khan or any of his brothers, even if he's a toothless old old guy. Uh, I mean, don't, just don't fuck with the tigers, man. It's true. Yeah, yeah especially underwater. Right. <laughs> you don't know if they'll just sink right to the bottom with you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and alligators are the nets of the animal kingdom. They cannot oh, be defeated. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Their mouths are basically nets like mine now. <laughs> uh, but monkeys know that they're the best because they keep telling you that they're the best. It's true. Yeah. 
They would be great politicians. They would be. That's why they have to be banned to the old man city. That's right. I learned uh, apparently elephants are out for blood. (laughs) Yeah, bloodthirsty elephants. Um, I also learned um, Black Panther, you hacks. (laughs) What's what's that? A boy raised by the jungle turns into a Black Panther with superhuman abilities? I don't know. That was, that was the noise the panther was making in this movie. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. It was kind of like, like yeah. You don't get the big panther like or anything he's like that. Just a little panther, Steve. He's and not full grown. There were definitely a couple angles where it's like, oh, it's a fucking house cat. He's like, so you got like the big eyes and just kind of droopy. He's like, nobody pet me. I'm thinking he's like maybe like nine months old, so they yeah. can actually handle him. Yeah, yeah, probably, probably yeah. true. Also, fun fact, Steve. Uh, uh, it's cheetahs who are the largest cat that can purr and meow. Once they get to a certain size, they can't make those it's noises in their vocal cords. Just roar or whatever. It's at just that point. roars. Yeah. How about that shit? So yeah, tigers can't purr. Lions and they can't, can't meow. Purr. They can't do the meow. Cheetahs can do the meow. Yeah, Remember well, we heard the one at Safari West yeah, and we were like, the yeah, fuck is yeah. going on? Like, They've got uh, a soundtrack going right What's Steve, going on right Steve now? Steve was sure they were pranking us. Because yeah. the student was just standing in his cage was like, meow, 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 meow. It yeah. seems like, where's the recording? This is fake. <laughs> Every time I hear a cheetah in the, or see a cheetah on TV in the wild, it's followed with that, you know, the, the African drum music. As he's chasing down a gazelle. And then, eviscerate. It sounds like Morgan Freeman or something. He's like, and the cheetah hunts the gazelle. Victory to the cheetah. Yeah, I just remember that we're standing there and he's just like, stood at the side of the cage like, meow. Steve's like, no, seriously, guys. Oh, it's a giant pussy. Get out of here. Yeah. Come back when your balls drop. Oh, sorry. He's only 75 pounds of killing machine. Whatever. Steve. I'm more than that. Our cats cats are 10. And you know how much damage they do? <laughs> yeah, true. Would you like seven and a half cats? Because we nope. can make that happen. <laughs> Pass. Ooh, I also learned uh, sometimes you just can't kill people because you don't even want their hides. What would you do with them? I know. Even if the elephants tell you to, because as we learned, yeah, well. elephants grow for blood. <laughs> Is it really? The wee beady eyes, like doll's <laughs> eyes, rolling back of their heads as soon as they sink their teeth into you. <laughs> Where do you think Tony Jaw gets his power? Oh, he goes, shit. <laughs> he goes to the elephants. He's like, all right, guys, I have another movie coming up. How would you do it? <laughs> Teach me your ways. And they're like, roundhouse kick. <laughs> I'd roundhouse kick it. But, but, you know, it's in Thai. So it's like, Sumba prong? <laughs> like, oh, of course. Pat came out. <laughs> Did the elephant tell me to make drunken noodles? You know what? I'm going to listen to the elephant. Yeah, the elephants got some. They're wise. <laughs> very wise. And they never forget a good recipe. <laughs> So, so bad. You guys now know the extent of my tie. (laughs) So, babe, thank you for watching this movie with me. Thank you for watching this movie with me. And thank you for listening. Uh, We've got a couple more Jungle Book movies. And this one, okay, after watching this one, I'm even more excited to watch the 1994 one with uh, Jason Scott Lee as Mowgli. (laughs) Because, you know, you see Sabu being athletic as shit as... You oh, know, yeah. 16 like, or whatever. He's but... like jumping six foot walls flat footed. Like, <laughs> yeah. this guy is a goddamn like jungle cat running through here. And then I was like, oh, yeah, Dragon Bruce Lee story. Let's uh, let's see what he can do, <laughs> you know. But uh, are you on social media at all? 
I am. You can find me everywhere at Untidy Venus. That's a goddess who's bad at housekeeping. I'm on Etsy, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, but especially on Etsy at untidyvenus.etsy.com. Oh my god, guys, I have so much stuff in my shop right now. I got new stickers. I have new tie-dye. I've got new prints. Oh my god, there's so much stuff. Go get your stuff now. Yeah! How about you, Steve? Are you on the internet? Oh yeah, I'm on the internet all over them jits. Uh, I'm at EILF Movies. That's everything, everything I, I learned from movies on twitter facebook and instagram <laughs> as my wife chokes on her own burps i got a uh, hiccup right in the middle of it <laughs> <laughs> everything i learned from <laughs> everything i learned <laughs> no it wasn't a burp it was a hiccup uh, it was sure. everything i learned from <laughs> so yeah follow us there for all the latest updates and uh i mean we just had our first podcart fest and it was a oh goddamn God, success so, amazing. so much fun maybe uh, i don't have anything left in my shop <laughs> <laughs> but yeah uh for the other one coming up in july check us out at podcart fest that's p-o-d-c-a-r-t-f-e-s-t it's a celebration of podcasting and art podcart that's right ah so yeah i guess uh until next time i'm steve and i'm izzy and this is everything, everything i learned from movies, movies. it was a hiccup <laughs> <laughs> have a good night everybody and if you hear small crunching in the background, that's my cat chewing out of her nails. Those little creatures. Those doing her nails during the podcast, just like a mom. Yeah, there you go. <laughs>